0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special edition of The Freedom Ring. I'm Matt Taluda with my wife, Teresa, and we're being uh, joined by a special guest today. Her name is Stephanie DeGuerre. Um, Her 13-year-old, Maddie DeGary volunteered for the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial, um, which offered mo- uh, monetary compensation and the whole... By the way, hello, Stephanie. How are you? Hi. Good. Good. <laughs> um, Thanks for joining us. Uh, the whole point of your daughter wanting to get into the uh, mm-hmm. Pfizer COVID vaccine trial was basically um, to do humanity good and say, hey, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, It's the, 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 the shots are safe or you got nothing to worry about, and then things went sideways really quick, and um It's a, it's, it's, it's a message. It's a unfortunate story. Our heart goes out to you, your husband, your entire family. Um, we're going to hear Maddie's story in just a second, which is beyond appalling um, on behalf of Pfizer and Dr. Frankenstein, as you have read, have redubbed. I mean, we
1: have to survive. I can't even, I can't even,
0: I have a hard time calling him a doctor, especially when we get to the portion of, uh, him asking if she was still in the hospital yet he's making a phone call from the very same building um, so start us let's go to the start the very beginning mm-hmm. um your daughter had some friends that wanted to get involved and
1: so it, it actually we had a friend that was in like the initial like the very beginning phase of the trial um and she had no issues and and she was confirmed that she had gotten the vaccine and um, her, her her son ended up being in the trial, and her son was friends with my middle son. Um, and that's how we found out about it. We also knew about it. Uh, my husband and I actually signed up once we found out she was in the trial. Um, at Cincinnati Children's, so they did a trial for adults too. There, um, we we did sign up. It ended up I didn't like back then. You didn't realize that there were different. Um, manufacturers doing trials like you would think like if you do it at Cincinnati Children's it would just be Pfizer is what she did well I didn't realize this until way later when I was searching through documents for the kids ours the one that we signed up for was AstraZeneca which was stopped
2: oh wow
1: so we signed up for the trial first mainly because we knew about it from the same person and I don't name her name Um, anyways um, the kids found out about the trial for kids from my son's friend. So he came home one day and asked, Hey, um, my so-and-so is um, doing the COVID vaccine trial. I want to do it too. For him, it was, I mean, it was twofold. I, you know, I don't, I'm I'm a very transparent person. I don't lie. I'm way factual. Um, He, there was a monetary compensation, like nothing for an adult. It was like you know, like a little over a thousand over a span of two years, but for a kid that can't work at the time, he wasn't old enough to work. Right. That's a lot of money. Right. The other thing, honestly, was they were sick of being like the way it was being presented at that time was like you yeah. get the vaccine, you're not going to be sick. You don't have to wear a mask. You can go and be normal. And and you they can hang came with done your with
2: friends. It. You can go yes. out. You can. That's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah. So once our other two kids we have an older son and then maddie heard about it they're like we want to do it too so we're like okay i mean at that point even so like the pfizer trial was not pfizer the astrazeneca trial was stopped and we really just thought they had too many volunteers we had no clue it was because the trial was stopped they didn't communicate that but my husband we both were going to get the vaccine early we've gotten all our vaccines we've never had any issues that well you know, has never had. I mean, potentially, maybe we did. I don't know, but you know, we we. I mean, we get flu vaccine. You know, the flu shot every year. You had no you reason know. to fear it. No, no, I was totally not afraid. Plus, we had a friend that, you know, was in the trial and she was fine. Um. So, we um. And, well, I'm sorry, my dogs are barking.
2: Okay.
1: Um. We. Don't worry
2: about
1: it. <sighs> Lost my train of thought, and obviously you're gonna. You have no reason to
0: mess. fear it. And you're ready to move <laughs> we forward. We had
1: no reason to, yeah. Well, also, my so I work in a school, I, you know, I in an elementary school. My husband works in, um, in the medical like field as well. Mm. Um, so we were gonna get ours early anyways. So for us, this was like a way to potentially get them the vaccine early, to protect them. I mean, we didn't know if they get the placebo or the actual vaccine, but yeah, and we were getting ours literally within a couple of weeks after when they started the trial.
0: And this is the when tr-
1: they rolled it out to adults.
0: The trial started for Maddie exactly when.
1: Her first. When dose was her first dose? dose? December thirtieth. All three of them got their first dose, and she of um, twenty of
2: two
1: thousand twenty. Yeah. Okay. And she had the normal reaction that they tell you. You're going to have her arm swelled up a little. It always swells up whenever she gets like the flu shot. So does mine. Um, And she had a fever, but everything resolved within two days. So we were like, okay, no big deal. Um, And then she got her second dose. And when she got her second dose, all three, well, actually two of them got their second dose. My one son ended up getting COVID um, in between, like during the trial. So they didn't give him a second dose. Um, and with, so she got it around four o'clock. The date is January 20th. It was my son's oldest son's 16th birthday. Um, you know, I got my picture. She came back totally happy, not stressed, anything like that. And in the middle of the night, she came into our room and was like, I don't feel right. and And something's wrong. Can I sleep with you? And she, Slept in between me and my husband, which is everything about that's weird for her. I mean, she was 12
0: for being at yeah, 12, you know? 13. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But we were like, okay, you know, I, I don't know. I was half awake. Um, <laughs> when we got up in the morning, I was like, hey, you know, we were like, you don't need to go to school. We knew that she, you know, you could feel not great for a couple of days, um, but she's somebody that pushes through things. She hates missing school because she doesn't want to have to make up the work. So she went to school. And I somehow made it through that. I don't even know how she made it through. Actually, yeah. I Sometimes you can just push through things. Like mentally, you can just like make yourself push through. By the time she got home, it's like that's when she let it all out. And my husband called me at work because um, my husband works at home. She came home. She dropped her bag and was like it, in very bad shape. Like her fingers were white um, on both of her hands. Her toes were white um she could was walking hunched over she was ready to pass out you couldn't touch her back and her stomach was like she like that's where the worst pain was um although when my husband called me the one thing it's like that sticks in my head because I couldn't remember exactly where I was when he called and, the, and I left immediately. She kept saying, my heart my heart, my heart feels like it's being ripped out through my chest, like screaming in the background. So I know her. <laughs> and that's not normal. Right. So I came home. My husband's like, it's, you know, I think Maddie's having a reaction to, to the vaccine. We were calm at this point. Um, and he's like, I called the trial line because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and they're supposed to call right back. And um, they called by the time I got home. And my husband, I, I said, he has got a medical background and he was monitoring her vitals and they were okay. Her vitals were okay. Um, and they told us to go to Cincinnati Children's ER. We were going to go somewhere closer, but they're like, it'll be easier if we have access to her records. And, you know, and, and you know, in Makes terms sense. of payment, you know, because when you're in the trial, they're supposed to pay for any, any hospital expenses due to the vaccine. So we went there um, and they kept focusing on thinking it was appendicitis. So they checked for appendicitis. My husband took her. She was so scared. Like, so she's one of my husband to go, my husband's got that medical background. She's like, she just, I think felt she, he was monitoring her. So yeah. he took her um, and they checked for appendicitis and they couldn't in the notes, it says couldn't visualize a Appendix, but there's no signs of um whatever, that that it ruptured. Um Is that normal either,
0: that they can't find the appendix? I
1: I, I don't know.
2: I, yeah, sometimes it is. When is. i I'll look at reports and see that sometimes they just can't, whether there's bowel gas or whether, whether there might be something that they can't see because of it. I mean, they'll know, usually they, they say why they can't see it. But and I asked because,
0: has in time, have we found out whether or not the jab, I pray, can't call it a vaccine anymore. Um, does it shrink it?
2: Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, no. know, I don't know. But she was already having so much abdominal well, pain at that point. She was.
1: The other thing. So they did um, just some basic tests. The, um, oh, what is it? I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Like, where it just checks for like
0: the, ba- like, the vitals, the like basic
1: blood tests. And then they did do a urinalysis and she had blood in her urine. Oh. Um, and she did, no, can't blame it on a period or anything like that. She had not had hers up until like at that point, she ha- did not have it right. ever. So they never followed up about that or did anything. I um, note that she had blood in her urine seven times every time they did a urinalysis, including at one point. I'm like, well, what? Because they So she did get, and she'll kill me for saying this, but she did get her period for the first time. Like um, it was less, it was like a week later. And it was horrible, like not yeah. normal.
0: When they're really? when she's in and she's undergoing all these tests, did they know that she was part of the Pfizer trial at yes. this point, oh, yeah. oh, or yeah. just they, a they sick put, kid to, that's yeah. in?
1: Nope, okay. they talked to the principal investigator. Principal investigator, there's notes. We requested her official medical records, um, so there's notes in there every time a doctor talked to him because. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if they're covering their butt or They have to write everything in there. I, I don't know. Um, they do. But yeah. They have to
2: document when they talk. Yeah, they do. Yeah, supposed to anyway. Our doctor didn't when our daughter had a reaction, so I can't say that for everybody.
1: The principal investigator? No. Oh, when, they, when our daughter, when,
2: when our daughter. Oh um, no,
1: the doctors didn't note that they that it was from the vaccine. Other than in the first ER visit, it does say that. What I'm saying is they note in there when they talk to the principal investigator, several times they said collaborated with the principal investigator. Like the principal investigator is supposed to be an advocate for the people in the trial, not calling the shots on what tests should be done.
2: And yeah. Right. Right. Wow.
0: Now, at this point was uh, their main concern during this testing that she's undergoing right here, did they already start raising awareness to their uh, concern for her mental awareness? Was this the um, visit that that started?
1: That, I don't feel like it was the first visit, but probably by the second or third, yes. I, I'd have to look in the medical records, but it was very early on. The first time she was hospitalized was at the end of, um, the end of January, so January 20th. And it was I think January thirtieth or around there, but within there a month. Got, at that point there's notes in there that's when they started with the mental
0: so wow. she was hospitalized within the month of receiving the first dose
1: yep the second dose second. my
0: second. bad second, second. Yeah. dose
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. wow, okay now and that's when they started putting they brought in like the psychiatrist they brought in more they didn't they brought in a pain, the pain team, um, which is psychological. Like the pain team is not like for like it's psychological pain. Um, they brought in psychologists, and yeah, uh, they didn't bring in the neurologist or anything at that point. Were you it made aware?
0: Were you made aware of any other of the kids that were involved in the trial? Was she the only one that had this reaction and the rest of them were okay? Or were, were all these stories kept separate and you don't know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I can tell by reading the, like, the, the EUA data that there were people that were um, removed from the trial and they blamed it on psychiatric. Those poor people had previous anxiety or whatever. Maddie didn't have that diagnosis before. I guess they did. And some of them may have been on medicine. I don't, I don't know the case. You can look in the notes, but I mean, anybody that had a reaction other than one person that had, I think, and this is just in the 12 to 15 year olds. um, One person had like a really high fever, which is what they focused on was the high fever, which whatever.
2: I don't understand um, how they can drop anybody from a trial, regardless of what you've been diagnosed with. I mean, I don't I don't understand that. That well, makes well, me so angry. It's well, I think like maybe they
1: asked to be unblinded, or maybe they didn't get the second dose. That's why they were dropped.
0: As an outsider looking in, it's almost like you're not giving us the result we want to use, so goodbye.
1: That or they went or those people refused to get the second dose because something happened and they blamed it on anxiety.
2: Okay. Wow.
0: Uh, will, was she. You brought her to the hospital because of the abdomen, the abdominal pain, the chest. Uh,
1: everything. The, the abdominal everything. Pain, like yes. pain, the chest pain. Was she still walking was nauseous, at this point? Nauseous, dizzy. What's that?
0: Was she still walking at this point? Able to walk?
1: Yes. Yes. Walking hunched over. So yes. she
0: walked into the hospital, and that's pretty much when it ended
1: um she was unable to walk like it just it, it didn't happen immediately where she wasn't able to walk it just it continued on because she wasn't getting any treatment and she just continued to get worse yeah, um, so mm-hmm. when she was stopped being able to walk and um, it was actually after they did her mri with contrast which honestly i i think her body was already in a bad state and contrast I had no clue what contrast can do to you until I talked on Tucker Carlson and I got bombarded with people messaging me like you do know that contrast can make you know things worse it's gadolinium the gadolinium
2: right
1: so yeah
0: and was she diagnosed? But the- she
1: could barely walk before that. To be like, I, I need to be clear about that. Like, she was scooting around on the floor on her butt because right. they told us not to give her a wheelchair because we were just going to make make it would just enable her. Wow. I mean, I have video of her scooting around in her house on her butt. I, I saw watched that. your video. I
2: watched yeah. the videos. Yeah, yeah, because that's what
1: they told us to do, and we listened. I mean, we're stupid. No, but, no, but you're not stupid. You, like, at all. you trust the doctors and you're like, okay, you're right. telling me I'm going to make my daughter worse. I don't even know why I even thought. I, I don't even know. Like you're in shock and you just want your kid to get better. And, and you want to
2: think and you or you want to believe that they're helping you, that they, that right. yeah. they know what they're yes. doing. And you don't want to make your kid worse. Exactly. Right. You're right.
0: not stupid it's, at all. No. You, you were following yeah. what the, the, the belief like, that we the all did.
1: They put her on like the gabapentin, um, Lyrica. I mean, those literally gave her seizures
2: i believe it
1: like uh-huh. everything they gave her like they had her on so many medicines and all those medicines like it just it, i don't know and then putting they also put her in our primary like her her doctor so we have a family doctor it's not a pediatrician she refused to put her on the um the depress the um what is it the antidepressant um, yes yeah, I'm forget it starts with an L. Also, yeah, Lexapro. Oh,
2: okay. So
1: Cincinnati Children's put her on
0: it. So wow. they
1: basically is, just kept drugging her,
0: right? Yeah. So they they've at this point they've diagnosed her with uh, functional neurological disorder.
1: So that was diagnosed literally the day before they submitted for their EUA is when they put that officially in her chart on April eighth. They submitted for the EUA on April 9th. Um, They did the first MRI that they did of her was a day before the data cut off. And all they did was an MRI of her spine. They didn't check her brain. They didn't do a spinal tap. They didn't do an EMG. They didn't do a tilt table test. They didn't do a skin punch biopsy. She couldn't feel from her waist down. Like that was like pretty quick not being able to like you can it's like when your hands numb or whatever whenever you have a pinched nerve you can move your hand but it's like weird and it's hard to grip things that's how her whole lower body was
0: and not no testing for gillian beret nope nothing and we bring that up because my wife suffered from that at the age of seven yep um wow none of that but although there's a lot of similarities in the in the um well,
2: in, in, the the, in the paralysis yeah. and things shutting down, yeah. They're... So she was diagnosed with CIPD. What is CIPD?
1: Um, chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy. It's just, it's it's, it's oh, in the same
2: class okay. as GBS. Right, yeah. right. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's,
1: yeah, it's just like it's something. There's something different a little bit. It, it lasts longer, basically, probably because you didn't treat it. Just saying.
0: Now is all this being charted because I, I, I during your interview you would talk she about was, an app that didn't cover any of this.
1: Oh no, the app. So there's an app that you fill in after I think it's for like a week after the first the first dose and the second dose. And with that there's more information but there's no free form. It's like did your arm swell? Did you have a fever? Did you were you nauseous? Did you throw up? Did you have diarrhea? Like the the symptoms that they told you about and then did you have an anaphylactic reaction and then it's like what level was it mild moderate severe and did it require an er visit or hospitalization if you have any reaction beyond like those normal ones um it it doesn't there's no you have to call in and tell them.
0: there's no others there's no section that says other
1: no you have to call
0: and then, as you found out, when you call, you get no return call and no return call. Well, they call
1: back. They call back. Oh, well, they did. But there's like no way to document it. There's no like official way to document it other than saving emails. And in the beginning, we didn't do that. We were calling them because that's what I mean. I have the thing like the trial information says to call, not to email, not to. I mean, now I document it.
2: Are you still uh, dealing with, like, Dr. Frank and all of them? Are you still having to go through? Oh, yes,
1: he's still in the trial. Oh, yeah. He's still considered
2: in the trial? Maddie is, yeah. He is. Yep. Are they helping in any way, or are they doing anything for you? Nope. Not a one. Are you
0: able to sit in the same room with him?
1: We have no choice. I do it because I don't want her to be out of the trial. Right. Wow. My husband and I take turns flipping out, I feel like. Last time, you know, like he, she only has one more visit and that's in January. So that'll be two years after her second dose. That's the final visit. The last one we have was in January of this year.
2: Are they covering any of your visits or are, are they covering any of this? Like they're supposed to. So
1: after we got a lawyer involved, they covered the stuff from the beginning, but we moved all of her care in op- around October of 2021, we moved it out of Cincinnati Children's. Did you? Everything, yeah.
0: Good. I uh I wrote it down. Medical bills. Uh, she's in a wheelchair, cannot walk, cannot stand, mm. cannot feel from the waist down, cannot nope. shower by herself, cannot feel nope. the urge to urinate, cannot yep. see. She's not completely blind, yep. but you alluded that the font on her cell phone is like. Yes, and it's thing. a common so,
1: problem with people that have had reactions.
0: Also, it's tinnitus, all, so the ringing tinnitus. of the ear.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all it's like the CIPD is like your your nerves are damaged throughout your body, the outer sheath. Right. That's what happens.
0: Uh, she's constantly nauseous. She can't swallow, and like I said, she has tinnitus, which is the ringing of the ear.
1: Yep. She and can't wear earphones.
0: The um. The medical bills—they weren't taken care of. I, I heard the phone call with Doctor Frank when he was trying to scoot around. Oh yeah, it, but yeah, I don't understand that on, because what? you're you're part of a trial, and it's like, how is this not taken care of? And then the wheelchair, which is the basic necessity. How do how do they not contribute a wheelchair to
1: you? Because they said she didn't need one. Right. Uh. Eventually, they gave her one. And we've had all kinds of problems with the wheelchair. Um, Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. I mean, I saw the footage of them trying to lift her up and they're like almost chastising her like babies can do this. That's
1: how it was. They were, it was abuse. It it was. And that, so those videos were from when she was outpatient, it was worse, impatient. She was impatient for the program for functional neurologic disorder where she had, OT and PT twice a day. She, I'm sorry. She, um, she had OT and PT um, twice a day, Monday through Friday, and then once on Saturday. She had recreational therapy, speech therapy, speech therapies to be able to swallow. Um, and she had cognitive behavioral therapy. She had that from like the very beginning through her hospitalization. And after that, we we're like, we're done with this. It's like she has those skills like because it's with functional neurologic disorder they're trying to say that you like you have anxiety and you you know you get worked up so that makes you dizzy or that makes you lose the feeling in your legs or whatever but like
2: i think this just proves that our doc the doctors today they're not taught to critically think they're not taught Mm -hmm. to they you really know, I, investigate. Yeah. Investigate what's going on with this person. Listen to what you're, listen to what the parents are saying. Listen to what not just don't just treat her symptoms actually really figure out what's happening. And it, it's, oh. it is really sad with the way the well, medical community is today. They were
1: covering up. And honestly, they knew okay. what was happening. Yeah. We connected her neurologist to the NIH, to the doctor that was doing um, he they, they, studied a bunch of people that were having reactions. I don't know if you've heard of Brianne Dressen. Do you know that name? What's her name? Brianne Dressen? No. So she was in the AstraZeneca trial and she was injured severely. Um, there's a whole group of people that were injured um, and back then she my, my, the stuff on Facebook for me, I didn't purposely make it public. I'm going to be honest. What happened was I, I posted what was going on for prayers. My uncle asked me to make it public hey. um, so that his church could pray for her and it went viral the next day. And then I started getting kind messages but a lot of very mean messages. So then oh, I, I can can shut imagine. down my Facebook which made me a conspiracy theorist. Exactly. Right. right. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So, but Brie through this, somebody had connected us with her and she um, would message me every night. Like in the beginning, it means this random person. You, you imagine I mean, like me, I'm in the hospital with my daughter and, and I'm getting messages from her also from doctors from Israel, literally messaging me through Facebook. Um, But with her, she's like, you need to talk to, um, oh, now I'm going to forget the name because I'm trying to think of it. The, the doctor from NIH and I, I need to get that name for you because it's important um so she connected she let him know that we're going to be reaching out and they connected maddie's um neurologist with with that doctor and it's all in her hospital records
0: i tell you what there's
1: actually a study that came out from that study that they did on all those people injured and it's exactly what's happening with maddie that's why when i met her and in the beginning, there weren't that many people injured because, you know, it's basically people that were in the trial. Right. It had just, it was just being um, given to the, really it was the medical field. It wasn't even being given to the general public. So all the people that were injured were either in the trial or in the medical field.
0: i wow. tell you what, let's take a break right here. Uh, you can go find out what that doctor's name uh, yes. is.
1: Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, Dr. We're- we're-
0: we're, happen, we're going to uh, pick up the interview in a part two section in just a second. So if you hang okay. tight, okay. we'll be right back with more from uh doc- doctor. <laughs> she should <laughs> no, be a doctor, doctor, doctor by, doctor by now. Be now. She's probably more qualified than Dr. Frank. Um, <laughs> Stephanie DeGuerre, um, from just outside the Cincinnati area in Ohio. And uh, 13-year-old Maddie DeGary volunteered for the Pfizer COVID vaccine trial, which offered mandatory compensation. They were trying to do a good thing for for other children and prove it's all safe and it went sideways and we'll have the rest of the story in just a second.